So Joel, great to see you again. Thanks for taking the time. Productronica's always an exciting time, but it's all, it feels now much more of a global show and a chance to kind of get grips with global trends. What have you What have you seen? What have you been talking to people about since you got here? Yeah, it is interesting, Phil. And 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 by the way, great to see you again. It's been a little bit, and uh, yeah, I think you know the world has changed a little bit. I think we would all agree in the last. Uh, Four years, certainly since uh, since COVID and and now coming coming out of it completely. I think this is safe to say the first first uh, round of trade shows now, probably starting with Apex of last year. But uh, you know, with that has come a lot of uh, just interest and and initiatives with regards to new technology. Right, the whole uh, EV battery, green energy, solar. Uh, the, the the chips act certainly uh, the semiconductor uh, uh, AI driving a lot of that. Uh, so again, just just a lot of things going on now that that weren't necessarily going on to the degree that they were yeah. pre-COVID, right? And not that there's necessarily a, a relationship there, but but as we've evolved, that seems to be uh, the direction that we're going, and and uh, you know certainly. Uh, again, all things that were mechanical are now becoming electronic, yeah. and and so the trend continues. But yeah. uh, but those those seem to still be the the topics, and I and I think they will be. You know, yeah. the whole cloud processing, you know, the need for uh, for more horsepower, uh, all of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, more and more technology, and that's that's exciting. That means more opportunities. The opportunities seem to be shifting around the world a little bit, thanks to geopolitics, which. We find ourselves in super uncertain times. That's having a positive effect in the in the U.S. It seems to also be having a positive effect in in Europe. We'll get on to how maybe there's a little bit of a little bit of a change in confidence levels over the, over recent months later. But to really manage that renaissance, one of the things people keep telling me is we're struggling to get people. We're struggling to get enough talent in, and we're looking to our digital transformation suppliers like Co Young, to help us out on that? How can you do that? Yeah, now that is certainly something I think that, that is a, uh, a direct byproduct to some degree of, of the COVID phenomenon, right? We, we had, uh, at least in America, the, what we call the great resignation, where people just kind of dropped out of the labor market, yeah. decided that uh, you know, they didn't need to do what they were doing for the money they were making, and they started their own business and cottage industries were formed, et cetera, et cetera. Bottom line, uh, you know, we're in a, a situation right now where it's very difficult to get people, as you said. And, and I think, again, that's something that is uh, universal. I hear it all over the world, uh, not, even, not even just in, in the Americas. So, you know, with this whole initiative to reshore as you said or nearshore and uh, and and all that work that was once being designed in Europe and 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 America going to China and and, and Asia now coming back to those locations you know we need people we need or or we lead, need at least uh, infrastructure to be able to support what's going to be done here uh, and with that i think tied into the to the lack of ability to find people and, and understanding that we don't see this next wave coming in masses, we need to automate, right? Yeah. We need to automate and I think we need to automate and we're seeing 
automation now come to fruition in ways that is very different than than what we experienced in the past. It's not just robotic arms in a in a you know a car manufacturing facility. It's uh, it's really uh, next level uh, artificial intelligence uh, coming to the rescue in, in in some cases where you know we're. We're now able to, through the computing power we have today, which we didn't have years ago, uh, realize a lot of these these capabilities and, and create tools that uh, are just simply less reliant on human intervention. And and that's going to be the key. I think you know if if you don't have people, uh, you have to replace with some form of automation. AI now is driving that next wave of automation as we see it, specifically in this industry. But I think even on a broad scale, in yeah. manufacturing in general, in, yeah. in high labor cost areas, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I think everywhere, you know, talent is an issue everywhere. What I found really interesting when I've been lucky enough to visit people that are using your equipment is they, they're, they're able to leverage the KSMART software to allow less people to manage more lines, less people to flag issues on more um, SPI, AOI machines, and hence do a better job there. But they're also able to leverage the simplicity of the system to get new people onto those lines and trained up really quickly. So that's become something that is, is really important in your offering. Yeah, there's, 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 a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle, right? So certainly uh, building in uh, uh, less reliance on human intervention by structuring the software across the board for common interfaces, for uh, uh, basically uh, the ability for someone that doesn't have uh, advanced training in all cases to be able to look at a dashboard and know what happened. And not only look at a dashboard and know what happened and what needs to be fixed, but be able to look at data from multiple lines, multiple machines in in a core cell, let's say. So uh, now we can utilize a single individual where in the past it may have taken five yeah. people to, to do the same thing, right? Um, and then we certainly apply uh, that the next level of, uh, of all of that being, again, back to the artificial intelligence for auto programming per se. So we, we are now able to do in, a, in an automatic fashion what was very manual uh, not, not so many years ago, right? And again, the, the, the end result there is less reliance, less need for people that are uh, advanced from a capability perspective uh, to be able to do those kinds of things. Uh, and then the, the final step there, the final piece to that is, uh, is really, I don't know that we'll ever eliminate the human element altogether, but, but certainly coming up with tools, coming up with uh, uh, systems that allow for self-correction, auto-correction, uh, as opposed to uh, information being passed from machine to machine, such in the, in the line of what CFX is typically doing, where, okay, I have the data, but now somebody still needs to go something, to do something. Somebody needs to go turn it up to, to, to fix that. Now we, introduce, now we introduce the artificial intelligence piece, which has the capability to completely self-correct uh, on the fly uh, without that human intervention. So again, continuing to reduce and, and, and automate at the same time. Yeah, and reduce that dependence on labor. 
Last last question before we, we before we wrap up. There's a little bit of nervousness in the market at the moment. I mean, we've been talking all year about a downturn and one hasn't come. Um, there seems to be a bit of a correction going through the industry's order book, I think mainly because of a, a glut of inventory as people kind of ordered far out with the uh, with the component crisis. What are you what are you seeing in discussion with your with your customers and how's that making you feel about 2024? Well, it's uh, it's not going to be a, uh, a a rapid fire growth year. Let's 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 put it that way. I think the consensus is for the most part and and this will you know, we're we're a little bit uh, that the acid test will, will be whether our industry is is insulated from some of these some of these external factors because of the kind of products we're building and the need for those products. But we're certainly seeing uh, something that that is projected to be, let's just say, flat, minimal yeah. growth. Yeah, very similar to this year, yeah. uh, which wasn't wasn't a terrible year certainly yeah. for us uh it's just that everything's measured to last year which was pretty it's phenomenal for almost yeah. everyone right yeah. so again we're uh, in the americas uh, poised to have our, our second best year in in our in our history wow. in our, our co-young america history uh but it's not last year right yeah. so again i feel good about what we've been able to do from that perspective but uh yeah it seems that uh you know it's a combination of uh, of interest rates i i think at least uh the, the fear of recession uh, seems to be subsiding a bit, at least in the Americas, yeah. and, I, and I think maybe maybe here in Europe as well. Uh, but again, there's, as you say, geopolitical factors. Yeah. We have two wars going on now. We we have we have all kinds of things, and you know, I mean, there's there's really uh, I don't know <laughs> that there's ever been a point in our history and time when it's been completely smooth sailing. So we've always had to deal with this, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think demand is down because of, of interest rates in certain areas. Yeah. We see we see uh, we see EV interest uh, in the Americas waning just a little bit. Yeah. Now, so we'll see where that goes. Again, is it interest rates? Is it uh, is it uh, because incentives are running out? And you know, there's there's a lot of reasons why people. Is it infrastructure yeah. uh, readiness? Uh, but again, the bottom line is, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I'm overly concerned that we're going to have contraction uh, I just don't know that we're going to have significant growth yeah no I agree with you there and I think it you know from a from a point of view of a capital equipment supplier but also from a point of view of an EMS supplier it's a year to consolidate it's a year to take advantage of the growth we've had and maybe focus a bit more on operational excellence and efficiency and god damn it that's something you can help with <laughs> and I Boy, that that's another topic this week. You know, especially with conversations with uh, you know some of our, our large EMS customers, but it trickles down. Uh, productivity. We have to we have to figure out a way to improve productivity with the people and the systems that we have. Right. So we're repositioning. Uh, we're training. We're 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 doing everything we can to get more out of what we have, as opposed to spending a lot of money on. Uh, uh, on, on, on what would otherwise, you know, potentially fix that. You know, we all have to get smarter, operational excellence, right? So, again, you know, our position here is how do we assist in that, right? With that, with that uh, ongoing effort to reduce the, the reliance on human intervention, to make things more intuitive. Um, but you're absolutely right. That, that uh, you know, that initiative, uh, improving productivity, getting more out of what we have, there's excess capacity out there 
because of everything we just talked about, at least for the time being. So you know, we see that as being really a, a focal point for our customers in 2024. Uh, so understanding that they're not going to see significant growth, how can we how can we assist with that and still you know potentially grow ourselves, have a yeah. win-win, yeah. right? Even in a even in a situation that's that's not seeing you know significant investment in in new lines around the globe, yeah. that'll come. We hope in 2025 yeah. after after yeah. all this, as you said, kind of this correction settles out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so opportunities down the line. And I think, you know, I absolutely see that opportunity for you to help in that process and particularly in the Americas. I see a lot of success in those middle tier companies. They're seeing not so much reshoring, but they're seeing less go offshore. So they're in a good spot. Joe, always a pleasure to chat. I guess next time we'll be in California, somewhere near Disneyland, apparently. And uh, uh, if, look if, forward this, to if this if next year goes like this year, it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, it's absolutely. just amazing. Thanks for your time. Great Talk to spend time, time with you, Phil.